What's up, Lifeline? I am so excited that we are back to Lifeline. If we've never met before, my name is Luke, and this is the time of the night where we get to open up our Bibles and learn more about who God is and the life that he uh, invites us to. So I'm super excited for tonight, and I wanna begin, as I often do, with a question. So here's a question. Right now, in this season of your life, what makes you feel most alive? However you want to define that, what makes you feel more, most excited, most full of life, most full of energy? What is that thing? Now, I was thinking back to my sixth, seventh, eighth grade days, and the thing that made me feel most alive during those years, number one on the list probably, was pulling pranks. I was constantly playing tricks on people. I would get with a group of friends. We would play, uh, do pranks on my siblings, on my parents, on people we didn't know at McDonald's, true story. And uh, there was one that kind of tops the charts for me. I'm not gonna walk through every single prank I did in middle school, because that would be a while, but you can ask me about it if you want to when you see me. Uh, I am gonna tell you about the one time that I experienced the most joy, the most life from a prank and it was in pranking my grandma, who was the most grandma name, Phyllis. Now, here's what happened. My parents did not know I was doing this, but we had a home phone. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a telephone at your house. You have a home phone number and then a cell phone number. Well, we had a home phone answering machine that was very standard. Hello, you've reached the Koskinen. Sorry we couldn't come to the phone right now. Please leave a message after the beep. And then people would leave us messages when they missed us. So I was probably 11 or 12 here and I uh, go on the settings on the phone to change the answering machine to, and some people did this years later, I was the first, I think. Uh, I changed it to this. Hello? Just a second. And that's it. So in my mind, I was like, people will call, it'll ring a while, Luke answers, 12 year old Luke, and it's, hello, hi, is your mom or dad there? No one's calling the home to talk to me. Uh, and then they would hear, yeah, just a second, beep. And maybe it would confuse them. I was so excited, because the first day of this prank, my grandma called, not one, not two, not three, four times, and she fell for it every single time. Call number one. This is the answering machine that I got to hear later. Actually, I'll talk to your mom. Hello? Hello? Click, that was the first one. Kind of exciting, it gets better. Call number two. Yeah, I think uh, we got disconnected last time. Luke, hello? She is getting panicky at this point. So when I heard there was four messages, I was filled with excitement. Call number three, Luke, no, please, no, Luke, Luke, please. And then she like talked to my grandpa. Jerry, he hung up on me again. I was dying listening to this. Then the fourth one was, Luke is desperate and sad. Luke, please stop. I was laughing so hard. Me and my whole family got a huge kick out of it because my grandma was fooled four times. Anyways, that is a long-winded story to tell you. I loved pranks. And I'm curious, what makes you feel most alive? Now, the reason I ask you this question is because this is an important one to kind of identify, not just as an adult or uh, even as a kid, but in your season of life, I would say this is the most important question to figure out. 
Because right now in, in middle school, you are testing out different things. You're testing out different hobbies, things that you like to do. You're testing out uh, different friend groups or people you like to get along with. You're testing out different identities. Uh, you're deciding what type of person you want to be as you grow up. And maybe you're like, no, I'm not, Luke. You are. You might not realize it, but you are. And, and, and so maybe for you, the things that make you feel alive, I have some examples here. Uh, maybe it's like achievement. So I have some some props here. Maybe for you, it's like uh, when you get an A on a test, you just feel so alive. It's because you, you achieve something, you're successful at something. Or maybe when you uh, play basketball or you play a different sport and you're good at it, you feel so alive. That's the thing that makes your, your heart race. It's the thing that gives you energy. Or maybe it's uh, connecting with friends. Here's a, a phone. My basketball just fell off the table there. Uh, maybe it's connecting with friends, where it's like, uh, if you feel accepted by a group of people, if you feel like you have belonging, if you feel like you have friends or followers or connections, that just makes you feel full of life. Maybe that's it for you. Or maybe it's a Samsung television remote. No, this represents uh, happiness. So maybe you're like, as long as I can uh, be happy or keep myself happy, uh, then I feel like I'm full of life. I feel like my life is worth living. I feel excited about my life. And so for some people, this looks like watching a bunch of TV, movies, Netflix, whatever. The goal is to keep yourself happy. So if you are honest with yourself, what makes you feel fully alive, full of life. Now, uh, this is Lifeline, and in Lifeline, we, uh, we think Jesus is a pretty big deal. Like, for me, Jesus has changed my life in, entirely. And so this isn't, probably isn't gonna come to, uh, as a shock to any of you, but I believe that uh, the single thing that can bring you the, the life you were meant to live is a relationship with Jesus. There's no surprise there. I believe that with everything uh, in me. Now, uh, what I wanna do just for a few minutes is show you uh, a little bit of what I'm talking about by reading a couple of verses from the New Testament book of John. So John was one of Jesus' closest followers and he wrote this account of Jesus, not necessarily like I'm gonna try to uh, record the events exactly uh, in the order that they occurred, but it was almost like an argument. It was almost like he was laying out a convincing argument as to why Jesus is so important. And so if you brought your Bible to Lifeline or if you have a Bible wherever you're at, I invite you to open it to the book of John in the New Testament. We're gonna look at three different passages that show us a glimpse as to why uh, Jesus is so important to our lives. So uh, grab your Bible, and the first passage we're going to look at is John chapter 1, verse 4. Now, uh, as I said, John uh, wrote this book to kind of convince us of how important Jesus was, and we'll see that in a little bit. But this first one, he's kind of starting off by describing um, the, the, the magnitude of, of Jesus' power. So check this out. John chapter 1, verses 4. He says this. The word, which, pause, the word is like a different 
a different word that John used to describe Jesus. So he's talking about Jesus there. Jesus, the word, gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. So John starts off his uh, gospel, this uh, telling of who Jesus is, by saying, from the beginning, from the beginning of time, the word, Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. Now, if I were to ask a bunch of people, like, when did Jesus is, like, when did he, like, come onto the scene? A bunch of people would say, oh, yeah, like, in a manger around Christmas time, we celebrate that. But what John is actually saying is so important to pay attention to. He is saying that Jesus was actively involved in the creation of the universe, that Jesus was a participant with God the Father in creating the, everything that we know and everything that we see. Jesus has that much power. Jesus uh, was there at the beginning and uh, came to earth for a time and died on the cross and rose from the dead, and he is still alive. Jesus created life. Now, for me, this changes things because it shows just how uh, powerful and mighty Jesus is. And it's worth paying attention to. The, the second passage I want to point you to is not something that John says about Jesus. It's something that Jesus says about himself. And it's why I think he's so important and why I think uh, that he gives me life. So this one is in John chapter 10, verse 10. And it's my all-time favorite verse of the Bible. You'll probably hear me talk about it a bunch more times because I just love it. So Jesus is talking to his followers and he kind of gives a, a glimpse of this enemy. This He calls him the thief, the enemy that's against us in our faith, trying to trick us and fool us into believing things that aren't true, living in ways that God doesn't want us to live, all those things. He talks about the thief and then he talks about himself, the, the bringer of light, the person who is worth following. And this is what he says, John 10, 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Essentially, you have an enemy and there is nothing good that he wants for you. But then Jesus goes on to say this, my purpose, Jesus' purpose, is to give them, give the people that follow him, a rich and satisfying life. Jesus says, my purpose, in another uh, translation he says, uh, my purpose is to give you life and life to the full. This changed everything for me when I was in middle school hearing about this. Because for me, I was a little bit confused. If you were to ask, what does Jesus bring me? I probably would have said, Jesus brings me a list of rules to follow. Like Jesus tells me the things I should do and the things I shouldn't do to be a, a good person. And while Jesus does give us a model of that, he gives us so much more. Other people would say, Jesus gives me a, a way to feel good about myself, to, to feel happy, to feel just better in general. And while Jesus, the presence of God, does do that in people's lives, Jesus brings so much more than that. See, not only did Jesus uh, create life, Jesus offers us real life. He offers us a life, I love his words here, that is rich and satisfying. It's not always perfect, it's not always happy, it's not free from suffering, but it is a life of purpose. It's a life of meaning. It's a life of lasting joy and satisfaction and hope. And it's a life that I have experienced as a follower of Jesus. Now, uh, 
I showed you that Jesus created life and that he offers uh, real life. I want to go to the end of John, John chapter 20, close to the end. And I want to show you kind of how John, uh, near the end of his uh, book about Jesus, his writing about Jesus, uh, the end of chapter 20, he kind of gives the reason why he even wrote any of this. And it's important as we close our conversation for you to hear John's heart, this close friend of Jesus, on why he shared all these stories that you can read about, about him. So this is John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. The disciples, close friends of Jesus, saw Jesus do many miraculous signs in addition to the one recorded in this book. But these are written, here it is, so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the one sent from God, the, the one sent from God to rescue us from all the bad things we've ever done, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life. By believing, by putting your trust in Jesus, you would have life by the power of his name. See, John closes out, uh, the, he has like an epilogue after this, but closes out chapter 20 by saying, uh, everything I've done, everything I've written about, is so that you would believe in Jesus. And by believing in him, by uh, committing to following his way of life and uh, submitting to him as the one who is the ruler of your life and your decisions, by uh, submitting to him and believing in him, you would experience life. Life how it is meant to be lived. I'm telling you, as, as someone who, yes, is, works in lifeline but, lifeline, but also as someone who has tried all these different identities, tried finding life in all of these different things, Jesus is the one that gives us life. A relationship with Jesus, knowing Jesus and loving Jesus, understanding and resting in his love for us, that is the only thing that has brought me life. Yes, there are things that make me happy. There are things, certainly these other things I talked about are good things, but uh, the only thing that has brought me lasting peace and joy and hope is knowing Jesus. And you could talk to anyone on the Lifeline team. Uh, you could talk to a leader or a, a Lifeline volunteer, and they would probably tell you the same thing, that we have tried to put our life, our identity, our hope in other things. We have tried and they have left us feeling empty. But the one thing that hasn't left us feeling empty is Jesus. He is the only one that can bring us life. And so I want to formally, if you're a seventh or eighth grader, maybe you've been to Lifeline before, I wanna say welcome back. But if you're a sixth grader, I wanna say welcome to Lifeline. We uh, are so glad you're here. We want you to know and experience life with Jesus. And maybe you have never heard about Jesus and this is your first time even hearing about him. I wanna say, this is a great place to be. Uh, we want to help you ground your identity, who you are, everything about you in Jesus. We wanna do this by teaching you the, the, the Bible and having you talk about it in a small group. We want you to get to know other people and talking about the things you're going through uh, with, with other students and leaders. And we want you to have a ton of fun here. Because all of this, everything that we do here points to the fact that Jesus and only Jesus is the one that gives us life. And so my encouragement to you tonight as we're starting the year is to commit to being here. Commit to being a part of Lifeline because uh, 
In this community and in everything we're doing, you will see again and again that Jesus is the only one that brings life. So let's pray. God, we thank you for uh, the opportunity we have to be here at Lifeline. We thank you that uh, even though there are just so many things that we can go to for temporary happiness or uh, temporary joy, uh, we thank you that we do have something that gives us meaning, and that's you. God, as we are beginning a new year of Lifeline, help us to remember this. Help us to hold on to the fact that uh, you have brought us life and that you offer us this life by following you. God, I thank you for every person that is watching this or listening to this right now. I ask that you would move in their heart to give you a try, to uh, make an attempt to get to know you and how much you love them. And God, when they do that, I ask that you would meet them wherever they're at. You'd show them your goodness and your kindness in ways that only you can. In Jesus' name we pray.